Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at malware. We'll be discussing an overview of malware, viruses, and Trojan horses. And then finally, we're going to take a look at the other types of malware. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Hackers rely on malware to gain access to end devices. The end devices are typically the most vulnerable throughout your entire network. It's important to know about malware because threat actors rely on users to install malware to help exploit the security gaps. Now notice the key thing here is the users need to install that. If we could just get our users trained not to install the malware, a lot of our problems would go away. It wouldn't eliminate everything, but it would eliminate a lot of our problems. Now, there are several vulnerabilities for end users, and we're looking at viruses, worms, and Trojan horses. Those are all different types of attacks that that threat actor uses to get into your system that exploits those security gaps. The most common type of malware is a virus. And the thing to understand here again is it requires interaction from a human to propagate and infect other computers. The viruses hide, the virus hides by attaching itself to different types of files, code, software, documents on a computer. And then when open, these the viruses executes and then affects other computers. It could execute by writing up all the free space on your hard drive, making it very slow and sluggish. It could copy data from your hard drive and, and upload it to an FTP server. And then a virus typically replicates itself onto other systems. Now, viruses, they can do several things. They can alter, corrupt, or delete or erase entire drives. So your data is what this virus is after. It causes booting issues with your computer. It could overwrite some of the boot files so next time you go to start your computer, it actually doesn't boot. Or it could damage applications. It, and that way when you start that application, you get some sort of error, you can't get into the application, you can't do your job, and then your company can't make money. We can capture and send data. Viruses can go and look through your hard drive for sensitive data. And it could look for contact files, it could look for databases, and then send it to a someplace on the internet. It could use email to spread itself. And then this is where the idea of a Trojan horse comes in. It could lay dormant until it was activated by a threat actor. That threat actor could say, could send out a command that activates that virus or it could be at such a certain time. On this day, at this time, the virus will become active. And so that's the idea of the Trojan horse. It'll lay dormant until activated. Most viruses are developed with certain intentions in mind. A boot sector virus. That virus will attack the boot sector of your hard drive, a file partition, or the file system, making your computer unusable. A firmware virus will attack your device's firmware and maybe make some system changing that once again 
rendering that device inoperable. A macro virus, typically spread through a Microsoft Office application, a, a Visual Basic virus, and when executed or when allowed to run, it will cause problems on your system. Program viruses, viruses that insert into other executable programs. And so it looks like it's a legitimate program, but it's been inserted into that program. When it runs, it'll cause problems. So it looks like a legitimate program, but it's been modified. And then finally we have script viruses and it uses the operating system interpreter to execute these scripts. Now it be like a PowerShell script in Windows, Bash script in Linux environment, Python scripts, PHP scripts, a whole bunch of these scripts, which we use every day for automation, make our life simpler. They can also be used by that threat actor to do something bad on your system. If you like this episode on malware and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Subscribe to my channel and click that notification bell. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these podcasts in video and podcast form. Threat actors typically use Trojan horses to gain access to the system and compromise hosts. This Trojan horse looks like a program that's useful, but it also has malicious code into it. And it, it's often provided with free online programs like computer games or screensavers. They typically carry viruses in them. Now there's several types of Trojan horses. One would be a road remote access that enables unauthorized access into systems remotely. Data sending is where that Trojan horse grabs data and then sends sensitive data like passwords or email addresses or personal information to a, a specified place on the internet. We have destructive Trojan horses and that corrupts or deletes files. We have proxy Trojan horses and it'll use the victim's computer as a source device to launch attacks and perform other illegal activities. We have FTP Trojan horses, with, which enables unauthorized file transfer services on end devices. We have security software disabler Trojan horses that stops antivirus and firewalls from functioning. We have denial of service attack Trojan horses that slow or halt network activities. And finally, we have keylogger Trojan horses that will attempt to steal confidential information like credit card numbers by recording the actual keystrokes on a keyboard. After viruses, there are several other types of malware. Adware is one of the most annoying ones out there. This is where a program has been executed on your program and when it runs, it puts ads up on your computer screen. It, it pops up an ad. Now, it, it doesn't have to be in a web browser, but a lot of times they do take over web browsers and all of a sudden you have all these ads popping up. Sometimes if an executable happens to get ran, it'll be windows that pop up all over your screen, advertising all sorts of different uh, services. Then we have ransomware. 
where ransomware typically denies the user access to their files by encrypting them and then displaying a message demanding a ransom or payment for that decryption key. Once again, the user needs to initialize or start this process of ransomware. By clicking on a file, it will start encrypting it. And then that threat actor will hold your data hostage. Now, it not only goes for those hard drives that are directly connected to you, but it will encrypt map network drives. One of the best ways to fight against this is, okay, my system's encrypted, let's go to our backups. Let's go ahead and restore our backups at that point in time. Now, to pay that ransom, we usually are paid in some sort of cryptocurrency, something that can't be tracked back to the hacker very easily. Rootkits are used by threat actors to gain administrator account level access to a computer. They're very difficult to detect because they can alter firewall, antivirus protection, system files, and even OS commands to conceal their presence. They can provide a backdoor to the threat actors giving access to the PC, allowing them to upload files and install new software to be used like in a distributed denial of service attack. Now, you either have to get a special rootkit removal tool or do a complete operating system install to get rid of that rootkit. Spyware is like adware, but spyware steals your data and sends it to a threat actor without the user's consent. Now, spyware can be a low threat gathering browser data, but it can also cap capture personal data, like financial information, medical records. And the final type of malware is a worm. Now, this worm is a self-replicating program that propagates automatically without user interactions by exploiting vulnerabilities in legitimate software. So there's a vulnerability in a software that has been identified, and if we use it in such a way, we can actually replicate ourselves across the network. We'll search the network for other systems that have this software, this vulnerability, and replicate ourselves to that. Now, the intent of the worm is typically to slow down your network or disrupt that network operations. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on malware. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. You can get all of these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I have just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. Once again, I'm Kevin. This here is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.